You're listening to How I Met Your Monster, a podcast that explores the introductions to your favorite movie monsters. My name's Zach. I'm Danny. And I'm Casey. And together we dive into the world of horror to find out how filmmakers have introduced us to our favorite monsters time and time again. This is How I Met Your Monster. And thanks for joining us on another episode of How I Met Your Monster. If you're not already subscribed to the show, make sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform so that you never miss a monster. This week, we're talking about 13 monsters. Actually, 13 ghosts. Yeah, we are. 12 ghosts and Tony Shalhoub. Yeah. <laughs> that was the alternate title. Yeah, 12 ghosts and Tony No, this was actually a remake of a William Castle movie from 1960 called 13 Ghosts. This one, mm-hmm. I mean, as always, they take liberties and change things. Lots of and liberties. Audiences actually got the glasses to see the ghosts when they saw that movie. Hmm. We got no such yeah. glasses. No. I mean, if you have um, a pair of safety yeah. glasses and a UV light. <laughs> With flashlights flash on it. On yeah. <laughs> Do you guys know why the number 13 is usually correlated with death? Why? Because death is the 13th tarot card. Oh. Oh, really? Oh, that's. It's very simple. I had no idea. I did not know that tarot cards were like numbered like that. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. I'm going to a Halloween party on Saturday and I'm going to be read by a tarot reader. And I was just wondering if there's anything that I should do to, you know, anything I should anticipate or, you know, I don't know, like, how do I prepare for that? Or do I just kind of open myself yeah. up to Yes, the and um, yeah, you have to be very open-minded. I mean, it's like anything. It would be like, uh, like hypnosis. Like hypnosis isn't going to work if you straight up are like, mm-hmm. no, I don't fucking believe in hypnosis. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. So um, be very mm-hmm. open-minded and and bring your positive energy with you. Okay. What happens if I draw the 13th card? I don't know. Which is. But, well, think death. about think about death and think about all of the things that in your life that could be dying. Not not people, but, okay. you know, things that you're letting go of. Oh, yeah. interesting. So okay. It's not all like I said, it's not like all straightforward. Yeah, it's or... not all straightforward. It's not okay. all exactly what it says. You know what I mean? And like I said, it's been a long time since I've done anything. And so. Mm hmm. So you're saying if someone listening to this were to get their, you know, get a reading and the 13th card death was drawn, don't Don't panic. panic. Don't panic. Okay. However, um, if you have, (laughs) but if you have uh, a great uncle Cyrus who dies and you somehow (laughs) inherit his wonderful estate with ghosts in the basement, then I would panic. Yes. Okay. So I think this is probably my least favorite of the movies and monsters that we've covered on this show in its entirety. 
Wow. Probably. Um, I don't know. I mean, the town that dreaded sundown might. Yeah, Jesus Christ, dude. (laughs) It might. Okay, listen. (laughs) Go over this one. Okay, by logic standards. Okay, so if we're going by logic and the numbers here, this movie is 12 times better than the town that dreaded sundown. (laughs) Okay. Well, no, it's like. Like, there was one shitty thing guy in the town that dreaded sundown. There's 12 mediocre ghosts in this movie. (laughs) yeah so and don't get me wrong like for what it is it was a it's an enjoyable movie for a lot of people um there was like this time in the 2000 well this was made in 2001 so you had Mm -hmm. like 99 through like 2000 something where these kind of movies were being made that feel like are directed towards teenagers Mm. very flashy Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's probably that MTV kind of thing. Totally. Mm. I call it flashtastic. <laughs> flashtastic. Um cuz I remember liking this movie when I was when it came out when I saw it. Yeah. In 2000 I would have been 14. In 2001 everybody liked this movie. Yeah. This is yeah. the kind of movie that's basically impossible to not be bored by even if you don't like it because it's constantly like just jerking you left and jerking you right. Yeah. And, you know, you may hate you may not enjoy a certain type of roller coaster, but you cannot deny the fact that you weren't like jostled Are you not entertained? Are you not yeah. entertained? Well, I, I mean, I jumped a couple times, but it was just very much those like, oh, you're just walking down a hallway and then like a flash. Yeah, of, but it still got you. It still got me, but. Yeah, just over the top. Like yeah. really in your face, like unapologetically loud and crazy. Mm hmm. For better or worse. And I guess to your point, like, you know, obviously we have different opinions, but it either works or it doesn't. Well, it feels like to me if Steven Spielberg and Michael Bay made a horror movie. It's great. Totally. (laughs) Or maybe not Michael Bay. Which is funny because Steven Spielberg and Yonda Bont made a movie and Yonda Bont is kind of in that, like. I don't know, Michael Bay's world when they did mm-hmm. uh, The Haunting in 99, which I guess oh, okay. yeah, precedes this one. Spielberg was producer on that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Which is funny. Because um, you get well, that sort of like classic ghost story, but then you have like the loudest guy in the room, <laughs> like banging pots and pans, like yeah. at the, you know, composing it all. Well, because the opening of this to me felt very much like Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. And then... Yeah. On top of that, like those two people who were like opposing the ghost hunting and they wanted to like set the spirits free and they were like, you shouldn't be doing this. That felt very like Indiana Jones to me where they were like, we're here to like, they belong in a museum kind of thing. (laughs) And (laughs) totally. And the guy's like, no, get out of here. Um, And so I was like, okay, this is very like Spielberg esque at the beginning. Uh, but then there was all the flashiness and, um, yeah. If Steven Spielberg, a, yeah. James Wan, and Michael Bay met and had a baby, a three-way baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was also like an Evil Dead kind of vibe in the beginning, too. With They start playing the yeah. Latin and then like you see kind of like the Evil oh, Dead yeah. cam kind of go through and uh, mm-hmm. through the... Through the fucking 
Junkyard, Junkyard? which is mm-hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. There's too much. And there's Look Ghostbusters it, it's, influences. It's a bunch of great movies put together. Yeah, uh-huh. that's it's like the Frankenstein of horror movies <laughs> of the 2000s. And like that's why it's hard for me to like hate on it or because it's just so over the top that it's like, you know, you get what you paid for mm-hmm. and it's just a lot of fun because like you're naming off these references and I'm like, yeah, exactly. Um, and it was directed by Steve Beck, who also directed Ghost Ship. Oh, of course. Of that course, it's the same person. Um, but he, but he was the visual arts director on. The Abyss, The Hunt for Red oh, October, oh. and The Last Crusade. Mm-hmm. So there's your Spielberg. Oh, well, there you, he took those three concepts and uh, turned them into 13 Ghosts and Ghost yeah. Ship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we need 13 Ghost Ships next. That should have been Ooh. like the tie-in sequel. That could be like his comeback movie. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Come on. Legacy sequel for two movies. That's like groundbreaking. Well, like, why could, like, when they wore the glasses, sometimes the ghosts would, like, disappear and then come back? Like, why? Well, I wondered if, I thought that, too. That. I wondered if that was just for us. <laughs> yeah. The ghosts. Which is not, like, that's not a good answer, but. They're but, ghosts. like, the, the glasses ghosts. were so you could see the ghosts. Yeah. Right. But they can, like, go through walls and shit still. But they sometimes. They can teleport. But not these walls because they were Latin. Well, sometimes they were just like there. Like they were there and then they'd be like, they would just like disappear and then come back. Yeah, because they wanted to. Well, that's the tricky thing is like what (laughs) is. Yeah. Like what's what what exists in the reality in the rules of this movie and what is just being shown to us as the audience. And I think that conflicts. Yeah, I mean, they definitely didn't actually have rules. Yeah. Yeah. But you could argue that the rule is when you wear the glasses, they're there or they're visible. Mm-hmm. Well, as you but said, for they're not us, all the time. Exactly. But is that just because <laughs> is that just for the audience? I I mean, right. I honestly right. just think it's about like how ghosts, they can go, they can leave. And also like the ghosts want to terrify people. So they would want to be seen at certain times, too. They wouldn't always want to be invisible. OK, so for argument's yeah. sake. You can only see a ghost with the glasses, but while wearing the glasses, the ghost can still use their ghost powers to like yes. be flashy and like yes. jump at you. Yeah. Okay. They still okay. have, they, they still are going to choose when you see them. I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's what okay. I think. I okay. See. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what I will say about this movie, because this was the first time that I've watched this movie since high school. So it has been a very long time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I also loved it in 2001. And before I watched it, I was like, man, this movie, thinking about it, I'm like, this movie going to fucking suck. Like, it's going to be bad. This is not going to hold up. <laughs> yeah. And then, okay. you know what? I just put my expectations so low that I was like, hey, it's <laughs> a lot better than I was going to be. <laughs> yeah. There was some stuff, obviously, that yeah, wasn't the greatest. But I used to be like, oh yeah, like I remember that was a cool movie. And I'm like watching yeah. it and I'm like, I don't remember like all that stuff at the end with like the jumping into the oh yeah, the machine. And I don't remember there being a machine. 
Um, yeah. I remembered all. It's literally about a machine. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is this machine? Yeah. I, I remembered basically all of it. Uh, the one thing, honestly, was I remembered the effects being a lot worse. Okay. Uh, so, like, even in the very beginning when I was watching the opening credits and it said, like, K and B, like, since I hadn't seen the movie and I'm like, these effects are terrible. I cannot believe that K and B did these effects. Like, this is fine. no way. And I was like, oh, they're really not that bad. There's some no. stuff that's not great, but. I think that's where I stood on this movie was I hadn't seen this in years either. Um, When I did see it back in 2001, I saw it in theaters, loved it at the time. I had the DVD and everything, but I didn't hate it, uh, you know, rewatching it. It Mm -hmm. was I was kind of having fun with it and it was so harmless and didn't really I don't know. It didn't make me angry or happy it was just very came out of it untouched by the end um although i i will say i did remember kind of like as i'm watching i remembered every little detail it all Mm -hmm. was familiar for me yep me too okay zach had like the pure like virginal experience upon rewatch yeah and uh jealous i don't know i don't know about you guys (laughs) (laughs) well you want to talk about some other stuff we watched past week. Yeah, let's get off 13 Ghosts for a while. <laughs> okay, Casey, start us off. What did you watch? Uh, well, I didn't actually watch anything. Okay, Danny, you're up. Nice. Um, it's like the <laughs> no, ghosts hold on, hold on, of movies. On, on. Nothing. I um was I worked on my cost a costume all week, right? Mm-hmm. For for New York Comic Con, but. While I was watching the, or while I was making the costume, working on it, I played Midnight Mass. Ooh, and it's still so good. The second time is even better. Really? really? Yeah. Because you already know there's you know all those subtle hints about who you oh, know yeah. what's going on and stuff, and mm-hmm. since you already know, you're like, no fucking shit, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Um, Danny, what have you watched? Well, my list is long, so I'll. Keep it short. Um, Good. I've been works. catching up on a lot of horror. I've been watching. Well, first, I've been, you know, catching up on the remaining episodes of 101 Scariest Movie Moments on Shudder. Okay. Mm-hmm. But also on Shudder is a new series that just came out called Queer for Fear. Ooh, I watched about, episode one. Oh, how good is it? Yeah, really like, good. Just like on a production value level alone mm-hmm. is so good and impressive. Um, but yeah, I'm really happy about that one. Um, I think they only have, as of this recording, two episodes. Both okay. Really good. Um, I also rewatched one of my favorite Halloween movies and one of my favorite movies ever, which is Practical Magic with Ooh. Sandra B and Nikki K. Sandy B. Um, mm-hmm. Just like lovely. And watched Who a couple the, other witch movies. Just real quick. Um, my mom loved that movie when we were kids. And so I've seen it quite a few times. Who Mm -hmm. is the love interest in that? Who is Sandy B's little boy toy in that? Aiden Quinn is the second Aiden Quinn. That's it. Yeah. Aiden Quinn. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't picture, uh, the guy. Of Benny and June fame. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, we love Aiden Quinn here. And, uh, Aiden, if you're listening and love you. Legends of the fall. Oh yeah, mm, I fucking love that movie. He's worked with some like really so wonderful much. actors. 
Mm-hmm. Always in autumn. Ooh, interesting. I don't know if Benny and June. He only Benny comes June out in might autumn. Be more summery. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm here. Like, we didn't hire you. He's like, but it's autumn. So I'm in it. Um, I also watched, uh, speaking of which movies, I watched Hocus Pocus 1 and 2, okay. which is now on Disney+. Plus. An interesting little sequel. Is it? Um, <laughs> is, mm-hmm. that, is that where you're going to leave it? Interesting little sequel. I'll leave it at that. Okay. Yep. I also watched a little Stephen King adaptation on Netflix that just came out, Mr. Harrigan's Phone. Mm. I feel like there was more that I watched, but other than that, um, I started watching the new Mike Flanagan series, uh, The Midnight Club. I'm nice. about to start nice. episode three. Really mm-hmm. into it. Okay. Um, a lot of like 90s vibes if you're feeling nostalgic. Sure. And I mean, guys, it stars Heather Langenkamp, mm-hmm. not only of Nightmare on Elm Street fame, but of Cottonmouth fame, which Zach and I co-directed. That's right. Yes. On Man. this podcast, we always have to, you know, lift up our hero, Miss Langenkamp. That's right. She is a horror icon and just a all around great person. So yeah, if you haven't seen the midnight club, you should check it out. It's really Absolutely. good. Absolutely. Is it like, um, is there like different stories within the show? Is the show like a, uh, like a container for all these little stories? It's, it's a, what happens is there are characters who tell stories. So like they form the midnight club which is when these characters who all have who all have been diagnosed with terminal illnesses and are in this hospice care this this house um which is run by Heather Langenkamp's character they sneak out of the rooms at night at midnight and they meet up and they sit around a table in front of a camp or not a campfire in front of a the fireplace and they all share stories which are usually ghost stories and we get to see these ghost stories as almost like their own sort of shorts, short films within oh, okay. the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fun. But it is, it is just like that one. Cool. Yeah. There is like a through line throughout. And that's mm-hmm. like the main story of the show. I've really been wanting to rewatch. Are you afraid of the dark? Mm-hmm. Oh, super. Are you afraid of the dark vibes? Um, yeah. Except this one has obviously like that. Like I said, like that through line story. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you had mentioned Midnight Mass. If you like Midnight Mass, you're going to love Midnight Club. Same creator. Similar mm-hmm. vibes. Same word in the title. It's the same guy. Mm-hmm. It's the same freaking guy. It's the same freaking guy. <laughs> um, I would say we were talking about how 13 Ghosts is kind of like, is it for more for adults or more for kids? This definitely leans I said more, teens. Because it is just, based on... Just to be clear, I said teens, not kids. <laughs> 13 goes 13 goes more for kids um uh you know like 10 and under um no but the midnight club is actually based on a book series um from the author christopher pike okay cool i forgot there was something that i've been watching house of the dragon Mm. i've neglected the last few episodes not yeah, what I didn't episode, like it, but I just... What episode are you... Were you on? It's the last episode with the original cast. Okay. So that's... Uh, it, it Honestly, pissed me off. Why would you fucking do that? 
I thought it was interesting. I what did say. they do? They jump 10 years and they change all of the actresses. Yeah. It's only 10 years. Wait, all of the actresses or actors as well? No, actresses. Oh, just the actresses? Yeah, it was just the, the females. Females, yeah. Oh, my the God. There, I think they change one of the of the men. And now, is that because is this show going to be a season, like, its own season, standalone? I don't know. See, that w- I would accept it's not that if that was the like case. It because oh. it's moving pretty slow. Okay. For I was yeah. going to say, if this was a standalone and they were being kind of experimental, yeah. it's kind of fun. Especially for such, like, you know, something like HBO to be doing. That's yeah. pretty ballsy. I, I don't think so, because I don't think there's going to be a conclusion mm. in this. That's interesting. Yeah, at least the way that Unless they jump forward like 30 years. Right. Yeah, they're like 30 (laughs) years. Oh, same. We'll just put old age makeup on Matt Smith. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, he is the doctor. He is fucking great in the show, though. He is great. Like, so I am glad that they didn't switch him out for somebody Mm -hmm. else. But yeah, he's really, really fantastic. Sorry. Anyway, I'm sorry that it came back to me. Oh, that's okay. I was done, so. (sighs) Zachary? Well, speaking of Matt Smith, I watched Last Night in Soho, finally. For the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and Thoughts? it was really good. Yeah. Definitely different than I thought it was going to be. Um, In what way? Well, like the way they were kind of. Um, and maybe if you haven't seen Last Night in Soho and you want to and you're very sensitive to spoilers, maybe skip ahead a little bit. But it's not that big a deal, I don't think. But they kind of were marketing it like a his homage to the giallo genre. And then it ended up being much more of like a ghost story than I thought it was going to be, which was cool. I just wasn't expecting it. Um, But the editing stuff was there, but I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And the editing was phenomenal. How they would cut between the two actresses in like the same scene and it would just be seamless. Um, I mean, that's Edgar Wright's like bread and butter is the editing. It's just yeah. kind of like going balls to the wall and making it somehow very seamless. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, yeah, he did. He did awesome. Uh, the whole cast was great and overall was a really good movie. Just uh, not what I was expecting. Um, oh, but I would like to, I would like to rewatch that and, kind of knowing what it is now, kind yeah. of go back and, and see it. Um, mm-hmm. But then I watched the brand new Hellraiser movie on Hulu. Oh, shiitake. I really enjoyed it. It's getting a ton of hate on the internet, of course. Oh, um, really? But uh, that's just to be expected from anything that yeah. does anything different than what we've seen in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and why is that? Oh, I don't know. People don't like the way the Cenobites look because they look a little different. Um, somebody said it's woke, which I don't really understand. Like, I mean, the third movie had a Cenobite that had fucking CDs coming out of him. Come on. Yeah, I know. Um, like, come on. Come on, guys. I don't really understand the woke comment about why they say it's like woke. Like, uh, I don't know. Is it being woke a good thing? See, that's what I thought. Yeah, you're, yeah it's you're like not aware. being racist yeah. and not being <laughs> sexist and stuff. Yeah. 
Is it because of Jamie Clayton? Maybe. Maybe. Stupid. A trans person playing yeah. Pinhead. I have no idea. But uh, I didn't get any of those vibes from watching it. I really enjoyed the movie. Um, I want to see it again. I thought they did a really interesting thing with the puzzle box, um, oh. which I thought was cool. But uh, they t- went in a kind of a direction that was pretty neat. And it's like new, but also the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Familiar, but innovative. Yeah. And you would think that's what people want, but I guess they're still pissed. Yeah. I don't understand. People um, seem to forget that they can still watch the thing that they still like. Yep. Like yeah. it's not replacing it. Not only that, but there's like eight of them. <laughs> yeah. I think you there's have like plenty 11. to choose from. Oh, yeah. there's like 11. Okay. I believe so. Yeah. You have a lot to choose from, people. Yeah. You don't like it. Shut right. up. Right. I don't know. Anyways. Um, okay. Well, are you guys ready to meet our ghosts? Are you guys Let's ready to meet it. our monsters? Let's do it. With 12 S's. 13 S's. Huh? But there's only actually 12 of them. <laughs> Zach, you said it yourself. Tony Shaloub. <laughs> it's 12 S's. <laughs> he's not Tony a ghost. <laughs> but he's gonna be. No, he's not. I mean, eventually. Did you finish the movie, Zach? All right, you guys want to talk about Tony Shaloub? Tony Shaloub's ghosts. Dude, wings? You guys remember that show? Mm-hmm. Never watched it. Oh, me and my sister used to watch. You can it all overcome the time. your fear of flying by watching Wings. Can you? Because nothing bad's going to happen to them. <laughs> That's true. Tony Shalhoub was like the. Was he a mechanic or a janitor? I think he was a mechanic. Um, that was the first time I saw Tony Shalhoub, and then he did Monk for like a long time. Yeah, that's like the only thing I remember him from is Monk. Okay. He also did this little movie called 13 Ghosts. Oh, yeah. So if they did sequels to 13 Ghosts, would they just be, would it be 13 Ghosts 2 or 14 Ghosts? 15 Ghosts. Um, it w- Not as like ominous as 13. No, but it would still have to be 13 because if it's still the machine, if somebody still built the machine, it still has to run off the same amount of ghosts. That's fair. Or it could be called 12 Ghosts and Tony Shalhoub. Another 13 ghosts. 26 yeah. Another ghosts. There's ghosts. two machines. <laughs> oh, wow. 13 ghosts again. Just like they keep <laughs> playing with that. Like. Again. Or could it be 13 ghosts reborn? It sounded better in my oh. head. <laughs> so they like wait for people to be born and then die <laughs> and then fit the description of the 13 ghosts and then use mm-hmm. them to imprison their souls to pilot the machine for their own personal gain yeah exactly that nice <laughs> that's how you do it <laughs> 13 ghosts resurrection 13 Ooh, resurrection ghosts, works um reincarnation mm-hmm. Ooh. 13 ghosts 13 ad <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> Which, oh, that could be like an origin story That's of right. the machine. That's right. That's what I was thinking. Yes. Mm-hmm. Some yep. guy, I don't know if they say, like Asilius or something. 13 Ghosts Origin. There you go. Look at this. Just take me to Hollywood. Speaking of origins, let's talk about the 13 ghosts that we're referencing in yeah. this episode. Right. Let's let's meet our 13 ghosts. Yeah. We're oh, good Lord. Get go ready to top. be scared. Yeah. And we're going to meet the 12 ghosts. Mm-hmm. And Tony Shalhoub. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> <laughs> so the first ghost, the firstborn son. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What a little, he's just a little fucking dickweed with an arrow in his head yeah yeah because he was fucking around with a cap gun and somebody who had a real bow and arrow and okay well, okay. okay let, let me let me read question. you the let me read you the, real quick let me read you the okay. brief description keep okay. your question keep it sure 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 in there <laughs> it's kept On the firstborn son the ghost of a little bratty boy named billy michaels who loved to pretend to be a cowboy one day, another little kid challenged Billy to a duel, but Ooh. Billy's cap gun was no match for that boy's real steel-tipped arrow that Billy's ghost still carries. Hmm. Unlike many of the ghosts, this one is a mild threat, never attacking anyone and just saying, I want to play. Oh, hmm. it's like Chucky. Yeah. So actually, that kind of answers my question, which was, you know, you get the impression that a lot of, if not all of the ghosts are violent or dangerous, mm-hmm. but are they well, violent and dangerous because they are now ghosts who are imprisoned or were they violent and dangerous before they died? But I guess that kind of answers. The violent ones were violent in real life. Like okay. the jackal was like in the mental institution, the juggernaut mm-hmm. murdered people, uh, you know, stuff like that. So but, like, but then you have dude's wife. Then you have the fourth ghost. Right. And uh, she didn't do anything. Go. She was sweet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That and answers then the, that. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that answers my question then. Casey, why don't you tell us about our second ghost, the torso? Okay. So personally, this one is my favorite. I think you guys can probably figure out why. Uh, <laughs> you love a hot bod. He, I love a hot bod. Because he's wrapped, wrapped in, in cellophane. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's exactly what it sounds like. He's just a disembodied torso wrapped in cellophane. Um, he was part of a compulsive gambler. Well, the torso itself was part of a compulsive gambler. Uh, <laughs> nice. Because, <laughs> you know, he's not all there. Uh, Jimmy Gambino. Uh, hey, he, Jimmy. Was also, <laughs> he was also a bookie, but um, his own gambling prevented him from being able to pay out the winnings of a made man in the mob and the criminal didn't take it too kindly. So they, uh, yeah, the goons killed him and cut him up, dumping his body into the ocean. I would have loved for this to have been like a limited series and each episode yes. gave us some context on each ghost. Cause this is yes. all really fascinating. And you know what else they could do that now and make it really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Yes, I agree. I feel like these mafia hitmen, mm-hmm. or these mafia thugs, these mafia mafiosos, sometimes like go a little too far because. Yeah. Well, intense. Like, yeah, it's intense. They chop him up, but like now they're never going to get their money. <laughs> like, why yeah, didn't they, they just like cut maybe off they his thought pinky he was finger. hiding it in his body? No, parts. because because <laughs> you guys don't, you don't understand. You don't understand. 
You have to prove a point. You have to prove. But to the guy who owes you money, why don't you? No, but now, but now they're like, oh fuck, those guys killed Jimmy Gambino. I better get them their money, or that's what they're gonna do to me. Yep. You gotta, yeah. you gotta spend some money to make money. They're like, that's you right. thought the, the right. dollars that you stole from us were worth a lot. Your human body's worth a lot too. Yeah. And he said, really? And they said, yeah. And well, yeah. Why don't they? It, you'll un- appreciate that. So then they cut it off. He's like, I get well, it. Well, so if they were gonna kill him, number one, they could have like proved their point and scared other people by being like, okay, we're going to kill Jimmy Gambino because he didn't give us our money, but they could have got their money back if they would have sold his body parts, his organs, if they would have been smart about it. Instead, they just threw him in the ocean for like the fish. It could have been like an urban legend sort of thing. No, 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 no. Because then it's all hearsay. You don't know that someone's dead until you find their fucking body in the ocean. Like, yeah, we sold Jimmy Gambino and sold his parts. How can you prove that those body parts are from Jimmy Gambino? Mm. What if one of those mafia guys just happened upon the house and was like, well, is that Jimmy Gambino's corpse? <laughs> like, no, that's his ghost. It's a this is a ghost house. You know, yeah, they can't, the mis- they can't sell his parts because but. because then they're not. It's like it doesn't make it as ruthless then. Because like, oh, we really need this money. Guys, we really need this money. We better sell his body parts. You know, it would be more. Yeah. Ruthless, you know what? Though? Fuck you, Jimmy Gambino and fuck your money. They're like, fuck you. We have money. We just wanted yours. That's now, fuck you. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. OK, say he could get them the money, but they also want to torture him. Cutting someone up and killing them is so like instantaneous. I know this sounds silly in theory. You need wow. to hire someone to just like tickle him. Can you imagine being tickled nonstop? <laughs> For like, dude, they have, they, have a docu- they have a documentary about it. Yes. Really? Yeah. There yes, is it's a, called Tickled. It, there is competitive <laughs> tickling. And it, the, the, the fucking trailer to that movie. Yep. Makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> I was just going to say, I've watched, we talk about all of this fucked up shit all the time and how like <laughs> I'm so desensitized and nothing can fucking get me and scare me and shit. I cannot watch that documentary. Nothing is more fucked dude. up than being tickled. Oh my god! Watch Can you the trailer. I'd be like, I'll tell you anything. Stop touching me. It's so weird. I'm gonna post the link to the trailer to the in the show trailer. notes. There's a horror short called um, Tickle Monster, hmm. and it's truly terrifying. My thing with tickling is like I will get violent, and I will tell you mm-hmm. beforehand if you tickle me, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. And people don't believe me. And then when I fucking beat them up, they get mad at me. I don't really beat them up. But like when I kick and I punch and stuff, they're like, what the fuck? I'm like, I told you that if you touched me, I was going to punch you. That's Mm -hmm. not my fault. When you're tickling me, I black out. I have no idea what's going on. Exactly. I yeeted Nina across the room one time. (laughs) (laughs) For real. She started tickling me and my... My leg, well, like my legs are <laughs> you like. You launched her? I launched her because my legs were just like, fuck you. Boom. Nope. And then I had Not to like. today. Oh my God. I felt so bad. <laughs> hey, we can't control ourselves when we're being tickled. Like I said, man, I can't. Like do it. You do whatever you can do to get the fucking person away from you. Mm-hmm. But no, right. I really want to promote this movie because or this short film because it's really good. It's called Tickle Monster. It's from this filmmaker named Remy Weeks, who has since gone on to become uh, a feature film director. 
he did a movie called His House, which is on Netflix. Oh, it currently okay. has a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I heard that was good. Um, but Tickle Monster by Remy Weeks, Burris Green. It's good. Well, we'll link that in the show notes too. I recommend watching it with uh, your headphones in in the dark. Oh God! Okay. Spooky, oh God! Spooky! Just the sound alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, we're done with the Gambinos. Yes. That's Fuck right. the mafia. We're moving on later, Jimmy. To the third monster, <gasps> Danny. Do you want to tell right. us about our third ghost, the Bound yes. Woman? According to Wikipedia, Susan Legros was the richest girl in town and was very popular. Her one flaw was the way she toyed with boys and men. During her senior prom night, she was killed by a jilted ex named Chet Walters. He would be named Chet Walters. A star quarterback after catching her cheating with another guy. Her ghost lures Bobby into the dangerous basement and still shows in her prom attire bound ropes holding her arms. Bobby, we should mention, is a character we have yet to introduce. Who is the son of Tony Shalhoub, the 13th ghost. Yes. So that was her who was luring him down there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I wonder um, why. Because she seems like, why? what would she have against a young boy like Bobby? Why yeah. bring him harm? Well, you think it would be the firstborn son luring him down because he yeah. like wants to play. Like, let's play. Oh, that mm-hmm. makes so much sense. Well, I don't think they I don't think they wanted to use a male voice because I think they wanted to make it seem like it was his mom. Mm. Because we do get his mom later sort of being like, no, like, don't go down. Yeah. You know who else could have been calling him down? We'll get to it later. But there's the the son and his mom. Mm-hmm. The one who's like always being fed by his mom. That could have been creepy. Maybe she just doesn't like guys anymore. The bound woman. Mm-hmm. So she likes little boys. No, fuck? I. <laughs> I mean, she wanted to scare him because he's a male. She doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't like what Bobby may become. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. Exactly. Exactly. She just wanted to ride his scooter. <laughs> that She's like, scooter. come downstairs. Bring your razor scooter. <laughs> he's hell yeah, dude. Come here, Bobby. Bring your razor. Mom's like, no, that was very expensive. Don't share that. <laughs> Dude, when he was on the scooter, I was I was getting fucking shining vibes. Very much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Riding through his, on his dumb fucking scooter. Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't even think of that. They could have really um, built on that even more. Well, and then even with her calling it down, like, come play. Come play with yeah. us. Come play. Yeah. I was like, ugh. Probably the most boring of all the 13 ghosts. <laughs> Ghost number four, the withered lover. Mm-hmm. God, come on, Gene. You could have like well. done something crazy. <laughs> Gene Criticos was a happy and devoted wife and mother to, uh, to Tony Shalhoub. She died as a result of fire injuries at St. Luke's Hospital half a year before the events of the film began. Unlike most of the ghosts, she is not dangerous. She is benevolent. Yeah, she should have been like surrounded by flames. And like whenever you're turning a corner, you're like, whew, hot. My mm-hmm. kitchen, like a case of the vapors, it's like, like it's toasty. In and here. like her face should have been like melting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, her thing was purely to get Tony Shalhoub. Yeah, the 13th ghost. The thir- to yeah. make him the 13th ghost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Which was a reveal that I was like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. And, uh, okay, just real quick before we continue with our list of ghosts, I want to talk real briefly about Matthew Lillard's character. Yeah, yeah. please. Because I was like, dude, like, I liked him. Yeah. yeah. And like he did shitty stuff, but then he like, you know, felt bad about it. Well, uh, yeah, he I he mean, was yes profiting no. off of his own setbacks, I guess. Yeah. But like when he's like said, you know, she's like, we need to tell him you don't you, you don't know why you're here or whatever. And he's like, uh, like, don't tell him. I didn't know you. You didn't. Yeah. I didn't know who you were. This and that. And then he like feels bad about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a conscience. He's just yeah. he's he's desperate and I mean who yeah, hasn't he's very been in a similar he's very situation? haunted. Mm-hmm. He's very haunted by literally his gift. and figuratively, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also Man. it's it's hard to be mad at Matthew Lillard. Yes, I agree. I mean, that's why I think so many people love him as Stu and Scream, despite like how violent he is. There's right. a certain charisma that's hard to um, you know want to dislike i guess yeah well casey why don't you tell us now about the torn prince our fifth ghost don't mind if i do the torn prince was a high school baseball star in the late 1950s explaining the ever-present baseball bat that he will happily use to attack any of the living characters in this film uh his name was royce clayton he died during a drag race after losing control of his car but the brake lines were actually tampered with and cut by his opponent. Yes. Man. Oh. <gasps> what time? Speaking of drag races. Oh, oh my God. That's scary. <laughs> Casey, you should be no. freaked out right now. Oh, no. This is my neighborhood. They fucking do this constantly. Yeah. The Torn Prince does that I, constantly. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I hate it. Like, there's this fucking Mustang in the middle of the night at like 1230 just fucking sits at the stop sign and revs his engine. I want to oh, go out there and terrifying. strangle him someday. Stupid. That's the torn prince. Like, it might be. That? Like middle of the night in a haunted Mustang, just like at the stoplight, just like revving. I hate it. That's a ghost with it's unfinished business. literally the intersection that my house is on the corner of. Oof, that's scary. Yeah. And then there's a guy that rides his freaking motorcycle, just literally just rides it in circles around the neighborhood as loud as he can. Oh, talk about a lost soul. And it has Chucky on it. Oh, well, he gets not, I know. not, not as bad now. <laughs> so you're like, I hate you, but I can't hate you. But I, I hate do. Yeah. You. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I really hate it's good you. Taste. Yeah. All right. Danny, the angry princess. Okay. Our sixth ghost. Our sixth ghost. And one of the first that we meet. Am mm-hmm. I correct? Yes. This is the angry princess. Dana Newman was a beautiful but abused lady who lived in the late 20th century. She had plastic surgeries to alter her perceived flaws. And after a botched experiment that mutilated her eye, she brutally killed herself in a bathtub at the clinic. Her ghost often carries blood, is naked, and carries the same knife she used to commit suicide. Very tragic. Maybe the most tragic of the ghosts that yeah. we've dealt with so far. So this actually brings up a question. She's one of the first, right, that like gets out. Am I am I wrong? 
Mm-hmm. No, she is. So, so like it, she's. I thought they were being released in order. Because mm-hmm. that thing, that circle was spinning and every time it would stop and the next ring would start, like a door would open. And I feel one. like she was released before like the Torn Prince and well, at least the, at least before the Torn Prince. Yeah, I just think that we weren't know. really they just didn't really show us because they didn't really focus on any of those other characters until like the withered lover at the end. But that was just because we didn't really know who she was. Like they didn't want us to know who she was. Right. Yeah. You could tell that there were some ghosts that the filmmakers were like, "Mm, take him or leave him, but we need him. Yeah. Like the torso. Like you rarely see, I think you see him like once and then at the end or twice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as it should be, you know, like he deserves that for all the money that he owes. Yeah. Doesn't oh deserve that. You think you can time. just like not pay your debts and then yeah. just become I mean, a movie star overnight? Excuse yeah. Me. Gosh. It's not how it works. All right. Can't be, you know. Our seventh ghost, the pilgrimess, mm. who I know nothing about. So let's see. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's, let's find out who she was. <laughs> let's find out <laughs> this who movie she was. we just watched. <laughs> um, yeah. So they don't really go over her that much in this movie. No. They just um, show her lunging at somebody and that's about it. Yeah. Um, but her name is Isabella Smith and she came to North America as a colonist in order to find a new life after being an orphan in England. The tight knit community ostracized and ignored her and used her as a scapegoat being accused of witchcraft when crops and animals mysteriously died. She denied such accusations and she was trapped in a burning barn, but managed to escape unharmed. But that sealed her fate, and she died of starvation after being condemned to the pillory that she carries with her as a ghost. What's a pillory? A pillory, I assume, is the thing that she's in. People who have their arms and head put into, like, a wooden plank and locked. Yeah. Oh. Wait a second. You know, that that must have been a hard pillory for her to swallow. Well, then who's the fucking lady in the cage? That's the jackal. Are you talking about the jackal? Oh, that's the jackal mm-hmm. yeah the jackal's awesome that's a that's dude like the mvp i thought jackal was a female no it's a guy i think it might be played by a woman but the character's a male i totally thought the jackal with the in the cage was a girl Me too. was a woman his name's ryan wow that's huh. wild um what a twist okay but <laughs> what a twist that's um, the twist in this <laughs> yeah that's the twist so she survived the fire because she's a witch or just happened to survive it and then they put her in the pillory because she survived it thinking she was a witch yeah she because if her skin was badly damaged she well i think she was she was trapped in the barn and they set it on fire and so she probably got hurt in the barn but managed to escape and they were like oh witch witch you yep. don't die in this burning fire. So then they put her in the pillory. Yeah. Like if you sink, you're a witch. Yeah. Or no, is it if you float, you're a witch? I don't know which one it is. Either way, you died. So backwards. Um, what ghost are we on now? The eighth ghost. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So the great child and the dire mother. Uh, the dire mother is Margaret Shelburne. She was a little person who worked in an American horror style um an American horror story style carnival freak show. Her enormous son, Harold was the result of a sexual assault 
by the carnival's tallest member. I don't know why that matters. I guess because he's large, they point out that he's the tallest member. Okay. Of the troop. Some of the other freaks later married... <laughs> F. Murray Abraham. <laughs> Listen. Oh, my God. He, he's woven through history in these ghosts. <laughs> Some of the Little other stinker. freaks later <laughs> murdered Margaret. A little stinker. <laughs> Some of the other freaks later murdered Margaret, leading Harold to go crazy with an axe and kill most of them before he himself was killed by an angry mob. So they put the dire mother and the great child together in that case? They're eight and nine. Gotcha. Yes. And uh, I, I, I like them particularly um, because just, you know, the juxtaposition of the two next to each other and how they have him dressed like a baby. Which is interesting. Because what if he is a baby? Mm. <laughs> what if he came Dude, out that big? John Waters is making his first movie in like 20 years. <gasps> I heard that. What is it? I don't know yet, but I just thought of pink flamingos in the baby oh. in the crib and the eggs, the, eggs, eggs. All I want is eggs. I <laughs> hate movie, that movie <laughs> so much. I've never seen it. I've only seen like bits from it and I don't want to watch it. No, when I met Zach, he worked at a video store and he was the manager so he could order movies. And this was like before streaming and all that kind of shit. So I was like, hey, I really want to see this really fucked up movie. Can you order it for the video store? So then Film Fest had Pink Flamingos. You're welcome. Oh, God. <laughs> um, but, dude, real quick, you want to see a movie about a full grown baby? No. Yeah. <laughs> I do. If you watch ABCs of Death and you go to like, I don't know, it's like T or something. Yeah, I've seen it, I think. Hmm. Yeah. I still think about that sometimes and get so disturbed. Like, I can't even think about it without like getting sick. I knew that I had seen it before and I knew that it was a short, but I couldn't remember where it was from. So thank you. I don't want to watch it. (laughs) <laughs> this lady I mean it's she, exactly what you think it's like in the in like the old times right and they're like in this cabin with like candlesticks yeah. like their thing and the husband like goes out and he's like I'm going out to get wood or something he's like don't have that baby till I get back they don't have it like she's pregnant yeah mm-hmm. sorry she's pregnant okay. and he's like don't have that baby till I get back and so I guess he like gets killed or something they don't whatever, but like he doesn't come back. And so she keeps the baby in and it grows to like, and then it's like 13 years and it's like a teenager and he's like in her belly and she's huge. And he's like talking to her. He's like, mommy, I want to come out into the world and see you. And they have like full on conversations. And then he's like, basically he's like, okay, mom, I'm coming out. And he just like, Hmm. Yeah. I can't even. I can't. Does mm. she not survive this, I'm assuming? Uh-uh. <laughs> she gets torn apart. <gasps> oh, God. It's so <laughs> fucking gross. It's good. Anyways, Is if you really want to watch it, ABCs it? of Death. <laughs> I don't remember. Ew. Man. I mean, for horror, it's an interesting concept, but it sounds disgusting. Um. Okay. 
The Great Child and the Dire Mother. Um, okay, that's they're there. Um, <laughs> yep, got it. Check. <laughs> Danny, why don't you tell us about the hammer? Sure, 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 sure. Okay, so a lot of um, children who have had to go into the work shed as children to help their parents build something might be familiar with the tool called the hammer. In this movie, the hammer is a character. And I will tell you how Wikipedia <laughs> describes him. A happy and honest family man and blacksmith, George Markley was falsely accused of stealing by a higher up named Nathan and threatened with exile from their old western town. George refused to leave and his family was lynched by Nathan and his band of thugs while walking home from the town market one day. Seeking justice in the corrupt town, George took his blacksmith's hammer and killed those responsible. But the townsfolk chained him to a tree and drove railroad spikes into his body. His left hand was cut off and his hammer was crudely attached to it. His ghost is one of the more angry spirits and is partially responsible for Dennis's death. Dennis yep. was played by Matthew Lillard. Yep. That is um, horrible. It's almost like a candy man kind of thing with the very uh, much so putting a, putting a hammer on his the, hand instead of mm -hmm. a the town turns on him and then mm -hmm. yeah, mutilates mm -hmm. him and then he becomes like kind of a local curse. This is my least favorite makeup of all of them. Mm. Oh, okay. Because he looks kind of pillowy. Sure. Does that make sense? Like, because he has all the spikes in him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they just look like they're, like, pushed into a pillow. Kind yeah. Of, gotcha. Like. Okay. Yeah. What I will say about, like, like I said, the effects themselves I don't think are bad. And they... Like you had mentioned too, Danny, they do disappear at points, so they did mix CG with the effects. But I think that this movie could have really used mixing the two and making the ghosts like Crimson Peak ghosts. Oh, yeah. Like, in my opinion, the ghosts in Crimson Peak are the best movie ghosts I've ever seen. That's a bold claim, but I'm, I, it's I totally, I'm with amazing. you there. amazing. So Doug Jones... Um, dressed as he plays more than just one ghost, but you know, so okay. dressed as a woman in all black with a black veil ghost, and then made partially see-through by CGI. Mm -hmm. And it's perfect. That's how you okay. do it. And I love it because that's how ghosts, you know what I mean? That's mm -hmm. what, how we all think of ghosts. So when you're seeing them just as full, you know, like this, in the movie, like they kind of read more zombie. Thing yeah, first. that's a great point. You know, I didn't really think of it that way, but there was something that's like they're not really ghosts aside right. from the fact that they disappear. That's right. Every now and then, like sporadically. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's why they did that. That's a great point. Yeah, yeah. I had like little touches. And that's why, you know, Crimson Peak, Guillermo del Toro is sort of like the master of. Uh, the combination of practical and CGI, which I think he's done yeah. really well in all of his movies. Yes. Um, yeah. Especially Crimson Peak. But yeah, yes. I agree. That's a great point. Very excited to see his new show on Netflix coming out. Oh soon. my gosh, me too. Cabinet of Curiosities. How mm -hmm. great it is, is it that he's sort of being treated like the Alfred Hitchcock of like <laughs> modern times where like they just oh, put him in the yeah. trailer. It's like, Mm -hmm. he's going to introduce it for you and oh yeah you know you should know who he is because <laughs> that's a good point that's a really good yeah. point yeah that made me very happy 
Okay, our 11th ghost. We're almost there. Mm-hmm. Our 11th ghost, the jackal. She or he, we don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Um, born to a prostitute in 1887, Ryan Coon developed a sick appetite for women, attacking and raping strays and prostitutes in the night. Strays? He voluntarily went to Borumwood Institute for treatment to cure this problem, but the medical practices made him much worse, causing him to go completely insane after years yeah. of solitary confinement. Having his head locked in a cage after breaking out of his straitjacket and developing a hatred of humanity. When the asylum burst into flames, he chose to stay behind and perish in the fire. His ghost carries his torn straitjacket with the torn cubic head cage. It is called a sign of hell's winter. He is one of the more aggressive and violent ghosts attacking and nearly killing Kathy before Kalina saves her. Spoiler. Dude, and when she's getting attacked and Kalina comes around the corner like the fucking Terminator in mm-hmm. T2 when he's in the mall coming down the hallway. Dude. Epic. And I was like, how the fuck did you get in here, girl? <laughs> she slipped inside. The jackal is my favorite. Find a toy. Because he's the most jackal is something up. else. Yeah. Yep. That, uh, that attack on Kathy was pretty scary. Brutal. Yeah. Well, him and the juggernaut mm-hmm. are both pretty fucked up, but I like his, yep. I like the aesthetic with the uh, um, straight jacket and the cage and everything. Mm-hmm. I would argue that the jackal is probably like the most recognizable of the 13 ghosts. Oh, Agreed. absolutely. Yeah. Um, they could have done a spinoff. Yeah. They could have done a spinoff of any of these because they all have cool backstories. But mm-hmm. also his backstory was very apparent, though, too. Yeah, you right. get a yeah. Just by looking it at him, makes like, sense. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Although so. with the what do they call it the the Hell's Winter the cage on his face, yeah. yeah. I assumed that maybe he was a cannibal. Did they? So those were used for like biting and stuff in mental institutions. Okay, mm. like they put they're like like how they have spit and bite masks in prisons yeah. and stuff now. It's just a bag that goes over your head. I would assume you, that that's you see them on a bunch of characters in the asylum in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, There's a bunch of dudes wearing cages on their heads. Yeah, so okay. those are so mm-hmm. they don't bite people. So is so is that movie the prequel to Thirteen Ghosts? <laughs> Yes. Because of those. Yeah. Well, now it's time for the How I Met Your Monster conspiracy theory of the week. Hit it. You're telling me that NASA is going to kill the president of the United States with an earthquake. Not exactly the kind of thing a Secret Service agent can like just throw himself on top of. The whole Vietnam War was fought over a bit. Howard Hughes lost to Aristotle Onassis. The third issue this year conspiracy theory. Listen, guess what? The events described in Dracula take some place over the course of several months in the 1890s. He was committed in 1887. Basically. No, he was born in 1887. He was committed in 1887. But that's okay because, (laughs) but that's okay because when he got older, he was put in the asylum from Bram Stoker's Dracula, which then burnt down later after the events of Bram Stoker's Dracula. So, it all makes sense. It all fits. Wow. Yeah. Bram Stoker's Dracula is technically an origin story for the Jackal of 13 Ghosts. For Ryan Coon. That's right. Casey, will you please introduce us to our 12th ghost? 
the juggernaut. Oh my god, the juggernaut. It's the juggernaut. Uh, this bitch. guy. <laughs> this guy reminds <laughs> me of a pro wrestler. Actually, mm. I get like mm-hmm. pro wrestler vibes from the juggernaut. Yeah. Uh, all right, the juggernaut. Horace Breaker Mahoney, the juggernaut. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Yay. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, oh, we're coming for you, Listen, brother. brother. <laughs> I got you for four minutes. <laughs> it's me, the 12th ghost, the juggernaut. Oh, God, I spit everywhere. Okay. Sorry. All right. Uh, so... He is the most dangerous of the 13 ghosts. Um, He is a giant, which is why they would call him the juggernaut, I suppose. And I just came to the fucking realization that he was so big, his dad used him to crush crush cars. (laughs) Stupid detail. Yeah, he was he was abandoned by his mom and his dad put him to work in his junkyard. And used his unusual strength to crush cars. I don't really know how that happens, but yeah. He was actually a serial killer and he would pick up hitchhikers or people who were stranded. He would take them back to his junkyard and tear them apart with his bare hands. He would feed his bodies to um, the dogs. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, that's actually convenient. And then he would crush the car and destroy the evidence. That's right. And he also um, kills Dennis. Oh yeah, yeah, and 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 one interesting thing at the beginning is they say, um, Dennis comments. He said, "Wait a second, you said he killed nine people." He said, "There's like forty mm-hmm. bodies in this junkyard," and mm-hmm. Cyrus says, "He killed nine people when he was alive." Oof! Oh yeah, it's a yes, good yes, line. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that actually, um, yeah, the Juggernaut opens the movie. He's the first ghost that we actually meet. Hmm. The first ghost that we meet and the last ghost captured. So that's our that's our 12 ghosts. Danny, can you take us out and introduce us to our 13th ghost? The 13th ghost in 13 ghosts is Anthony Mark Shaloub. <laughs> He's an American actor. <laughs> he, is the, <laughs> he is the recipient of various accolades, including... <laughs> Five Emmy Awards, a Golden Globe Award, six Screen Actor Guild Awards, a Tony Award, and a Grammy Award nomination. He played Adrian Monk in the USA Network television series Monk. Antonio Scarpacci in the NBC sitcom Wings. And Abe Wiseman on Amazon's The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Shaloub has also had a successful film career with roles in films such as Quick Change, Barton Fink, Big Night, Men in Black, Gattaga, Polly, The Siege, Galaxy Quest, Spy Kids, 13 Ghosts, The Man Who Wasn't There, and 1408. That's it. That's the 13th <laughs> ghost. Tony Shaloub. Oh, my God. Well? Yeah. Um. So, Tony Shaloub is he plays Arthur Criticos, the father of uh, Kathy and Bobby, after they lose um, his wife and their mother in a fire, which you had previously mentioned. And when we meet Arthur and his family, they are overcoming the grief of this loss. They have since hired a live-in 
nanny, I guess, like governess mm-hmm. kind of thing, um, named Maggie. Raw Digger. What's her name? Yeah. Raw Digger. Her name is, yeah, her name is uh, Rashia Fisher, but she goes by Raw Digger. And she actually sings the song <gasps> Mirror, Mirror on the credits. Which is yeah. so good. I sat through the entire length of the credits just to listen to it. It's Me a fun too. One. I was like just sitting there like, okay, this is how you end mm-hmm. a movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like really into it. Um, when we meet Arthur, the 13th ghost, who we later find out, which is a spoiler. Um, he is visited by the lawyer of his late and sort of distant uh, uncle, played mm-hmm. by F. Murray Abraham. Who plays Uncle Cyrus? Who who is just of, awesome in everything yeah, that he does. He really is. Yeah. I also love when you see actors of his caliber in movies like this, mm-hmm. like genre movies, and just mm-hmm. not winking at the camera and just having like a genuinely like fun time putting in like a genuinely solid performance. Right. But yeah, he he leaves him his inheritance after supposedly dying in the opening scene. Um, I say supposedly because he did not die in the opening scene. He did. Yeah. <laughs> It's, that's the twist. <laughs> He's not dead. Um, but uh, yeah, and he bestows upon Arthur and his family uh, not only all of his money, but this house that we later discover is not actually a house, but a machine. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a machine designed by the devil and powered by the dead. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I thought, a very fun set up for a movie um, and a great reveal, um, which I mean, yeah. it doesn't really, the thing with this movie is the house itself. Like the second you see it, it doesn't really look like a house. Yeah. It's right. like this sort of glass structure with, you know, it's, I mean, it's all glass. It's see-through. Um, so you kind of like right out of the gate, you're sort of like something is a little off. Mm-hmm. So it's not the biggest quote unquote twist, but Again, we're talk we're in, you know, like we were mentioning earlier, we're in 2001. We're in that kind of flashy over the top, unapologetically over the top era of um specifically horror. So, right. Yeah. You know. Right. Yeah. So, Arthur has to Arthur technically is supposed to be the 13th ghost. Mm-hmm. So, he is supposed to die by like sacrifice mm-hmm. with a pure heart. Well, the whole idea is that you Cyrus Uncle Cyrus was like collecting spirits right and imprisoning them <laughs> yeah i love that you called him uncle cyrus, uncle cyrus. <laughs> like he's your <laughs> uncle yeah <laughs> auntie cyrus collects has to collect yes. the ghosts um, yeah he had to get each one of those kinds of ghosts and then for the purpose that you need them in order to kind of open what they call ocularis infernum which is latin mm-hmm. for what is it, the devil's eye or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, yeah, so it's basically really all it does, is, it's kind of the plot of, Indian. speaking of Steven Spielberg, it's the plot of um, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. It's just to gain knowledge of, like, the past and the future. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it says it'll give him limitless power. Mm-hmm. And they and, say, like, and knowledge to do is that, power, like, so... They had to like return the skull to Akator, and when they do, there's like maybe 13 other aliens sitting mm-hmm. in that room, dude. Mm-hmm. Wait a second. And <laughs> if you really think about second. it, what is an alien but an extraterrestrial being? 
Or in the, oh no, they call them interdimensional beings in Indiana Jones. And what is the afterlife oh. but an interdimensional plane? So yeah. ghosts are no different than the aliens in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. 13 Ghosts is just a sequel to Indiana Jones. I liked Uncle Cyrus's commitment to just always wearing special effects makeup. So theatrical. In case anybody sees <laughs> just it. Just in case. <laughs> He's yeah. a ghost. Yep. <laughs> oh, so like why did he yeah, why did he not clean himself up? <laughs> well, because I assume he was hoping that they would always be looking through the goggles. And since they you can see how the person died when they have the goggles on. So I'm assuming that he did that yeah. thinking that it's a good yeah. reveal. Yeah. It's fun. But I would it say is. that they kind of I wish they saved the reveal. I wish they made it seem like Kalina was talking to a ghost. Yeah. Oh, but they okay. don't really do that. Yeah, that could have been cool. But do you guys also notice that uh, Bobby was like the first true crime podcaster? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And did a hell of a job. He, yeah. I yeah. would argue that Bobby has like the healthiest, you know, he deals yeah. with death like in the most healthy way, like accepting what it is as it is, you know, mm-hmm. his mother died. Mm-hmm. This is how she died. And everyone else is sort of like telling him to be quiet. You know, yeah, pack it in. I think mm-hmm. so. I actually, uh, this I was like that when I was a kid. You were a true crime podcaster when you were a kid. <laughs> I wish was I was Bobby. a true crime podcaster when I was five years old. Um, no, I was very okay with death when I was a kid. Not so much now. I mean, it definitely affects me a lot more. Uh, I mean, I still understand that it's part of life. Yeah, man. Okay. Well, the right, lawyer Tony gets Shalou. split in half. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Um Dude, we had talked about this a while ago, like the yep. this time frame where people would get split in half and then not realize yeah. it for a second. <laughs> this one, this splitting, if you will, is so long. It's the best. The way he stays together yeah. is like the longest and mm-hmm. then he slides it's- down and then not only does he slide down, but then they keep showing you the other yep. side, which later slides down. <laughs> but that's why Very, it's amazing. Because so usually it's like a quick, doop, and then the head mm. falls off or the whatever splits, and then they cut. Yeah. And this one's like, no, look at what happened to this man. <laughs> well, this movie is like just a sum of its parts. You know, it's a sum of its like all of its characters, all of its ghosts. Like it's literally riding mm-hmm. on that concept of like, we're going to give you these crazy effects and these you know, literally 13 ghosts and then, and then some, Uh and like, so of course they're just going to like, just revel in that. Like, look how gross this is. Look how great this is. Like how seamless it is. And like his glasses fall off first. That's great. Because they were sliced in Yeah. I, something like this happens in ghost ship too. And I didn't realize that it was the same director. That's right. In the opening with the cables. With the cables. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's and like everybody gets split. Yep. Man. Oh. Steve yeah. Beck. Steve Beck. They're like, stop cutting people. So he stop actually cutting. doesn't, Did you, he's he, not directing anymore because he actually killed all those people. <laughs> all real death. There was a, a problem the first on the like, set listen, of 13 warning. Ghosts. Yeah. Did you guys hear Maggie say, did the lawyer split? Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Can we talk about the, the fact that split? Maggie is the hero of this movie? Yeah, we she's the one who about. sabotages the oh, tape yeah, she, at the end, fucks it all does. up. She does, like a DJ. Yep. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A Latin DJ. Yeah. And it's literally, if it wasn't for her, would they have survived? Probably not. Probably not. Arthur did a good job. The 13th ghost did a great job hiring her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, do you guys want to talk about our favorite reveals? Let's do it. Um, and there was a lot. Yeah. I'll just say there was a lot. It got kind of chaotic at times, kind of hectic. I think we have um, all the same one, though, but I could be wrong. The jackal. Yeah. Yeah. The jackal. Same. Yep. Yeah. Because the um, jackal is also my favorite ghost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty iconic. It's the first time you actually see, not only do the main characters see it, but it's like you're seeing what the ghost can do. Because she's like, it's such a great effect when she's lifted up into the air. Yeah. It's the first time the yeah. ghost is like interacting with one of the the family i mean you mm-hmm. saw ghosts you saw the juggernaut do his thing in the opening scene but yeah um yeah okay well yeah definitely yeah unanimous the best reveal of the movie yeah hands down well now it's time for a segment that we like to call the real monster run 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 as fast as you can you can't catch me i'm the gingerbread man you're a monster i'm not the monster here you are you and the rest of that fairy tale trash poisoning my perfect world. Now tell me, where are the others? Eat me! So I found a couple real monsters in this, aside from our 13 ghosts. UV light. <laughs> it reveals a lot of secrets. It sure does. Semen. Semen. What? <laughs> I don't want to shine a UV light in a hotel room. No, you don't. Oh, I want to. Like, what the fuck? UV light. Like, why are why do you exist Mm -hmm. just to, like, fuck with us? Um, Um, It speaks the truth. Yeah. Um, And my other real monster. Is rich white dudes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Named Cyrus. Uncle Cyrus just had too much fucking money and power. And he just, like, wanted to explore more. He's so bored. Um, they just, they fucking, and he says something to Tony Shalhoub. He says something to uh, Arthur. He says, like, the world doesn't have time for, like, pathetic people like you or something yeah. like that. Um, and it's like kind of, he doesn't realize that it's the other way around. A hundred percent. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's mine. Daniel? Uh, my real monster is um glass bathrooms any bathroom with glass walls is a is a no in my book because yep when i be a poop no i don't book. want you a snooping uh so <laughs> i have three okay my first one is that weird um slow motion effect that they were using at this time in movies that I can't stand. They use it throughout the Lord of the Rings movies, which are my favorite movies ever, but I don't know why they put that in there. And I know exactly it. what she's talking about. And my only, it's not just slow motion though. It's like jagged kind of juddery yeah. kind of slow mo. Mm-hmm. I would say yes. though, Sorry, I was going to say my only defense of that for Lord of the Rings is that it is kind of a Peter Jackson staple. Well, I don't like it. And that others may have borrowed from it. Yeah, it's weird, choppy, slow motion. Um, I don't like it. I love Peter Jackson. Love Lord of the Rings. I guess I can kind of understand why it's done in certain instances, especially like if it was when 
Dennis was falling over. It's like showing kind of. It's from his jarring. It's very jarring, right. though. But I don't like it. Okay. Um, I also have Matthew Lillard's character, Dennis, because let's get real. What kind of fucking disguise is that? If you want to look like a real employee for an electricity company. <laughs> yeah. It didn't even have a name on it. It didn't even say San Jose power and whatever. It just said electricity on it. Like, My favorite thing about you know? that is when he took his his electricity man is a power man disguise off. What do you call him? Electrician. Power man. Oh, you got it. <laughs> power man 5000. When he took, when he took his disguise off, he just had like this flashy suit on underneath. Yes. A very nice suit. So my third and final real monster was Kathy. And that was when her dad tripped over the scooter and she had the gall to say, if we had a better place, your dad just lost <laughs> his wife, your mother and your house in a fucking fire. OK, like, I hate it and you want to question him as to why you're living in a small apartment. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry. I totally agree with you. You are living in the corpse's shadow of your mother. Keep your mouth shut, Kathy. Exactly. <laughs> now, look, you got this big ass house and look at what you got with it. You ungrateful little fucking mm -hmm. bastard. Son of a bitch. Man, those are some real monsters for sure. Mm -hmm. Yep. So do you guys have anything else to add about 13 Ghosts? Watch it if you want. <laughs> I would argue I'd give a hard recommendation for this movie. I think this is a really fun watch. No, it's good. Like I said, I was surprised. I was I convinced myself that it wasn't going to hold up and it was fine. It was not the worst thing I've ever seen um, as far as this podcast goes, except apparently Zach liked it. Zach liked it less than the town that dreaded sundown somehow. But that's, somehow that's on know. the poster. <laughs> Better than town that dreaded Better sundown. Better than the town that dreaded sundown. Oh, OK. All right. Well, that is all the time that we have for 13 Ghosts. Um, listeners, if you want to talk about some of these 13 Ghosts, including Tony Shalhoub, let us know. Find us on Twitter at I Met Your Monster and on Facebook and Instagram at How I Met Your Monster. Or send us an email at Zach at HowIMetYourMonster.com. Speaking of social media, where can our listeners find you two on social media? I am on Instagram at WolfMotherCasey. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Danny Salem. That's D-A-N-N-Y-S-A-L-E-M-M-E. Two M's like the candy. Melt in your butt, not in your hands. Wonderful. And you can find me on social media at Zach Winsick. And make sure to join us on our next episode on Halloween, where we will be meeting Michael Myers in the OG Halloween, which is has just ended this last yeah. weekend. Um, end of an era. It, it is the end of an era. End of a forty-year-old um, so era. That's right. <laughs> we're going to revisit the original classic 1978's Halloween. Uh, so you don't want to miss that. As always, thank you all for listening. Now go meet some monsters. Mm -hmm.